All right, hi everyone, we're back. Hope the kids have all settled into kids' life now. And as you can see, Brahm and I are sitting here together again. We thought we would do exactly hi. what we did last week and we really kind of enjoyed that actually and just yeah. chatting about the Word of God together. But, you know, as we're looking about around about our, our lives at the moment, even around the world, not just in Australia, but really looking at the condition of the church and how people are responding to what, what is happening mm. for church life. People are stressing out about not being able to get back together again uh, in church congregations, and that's very understandable. But yeah, It's almost like we're shaken up because church can't be the way the church, yeah. what we think church is. Yeah, what we have always been used to church <laughs> looking right. like. So, you know, I thought it would be really good for us to talk about what could church be looking like right now. And That's right. when you think about it, you have to look at the blueprint of what church is really meant to look like. So I guess if you want to give it a title today, it's kind of mm. really about the, the blueprint of even the early church. Because, <clears throat> pardon me, it's always good to look back on how things God, how God did things at the beginning, yeah, that's right. and then be able to see uh, how He actually intended things to be. Yeah. And when we when we talk about a blueprint or building or yeah. establishing something, you know, we're all building something in our lives. We're all building our own families. We're building yeah. our own lives. We're bu building our careers. We're building something. We're building into our communities. We're building into our relationships, and. It's no different for, for God because he's always building something also yeah. for mankind. and But to be able to build, there has to be a blueprint. Mm. Uh, you know, if you go mm. to a, you want to design a building, yeah, you go to an architect, yeah. you yeah. get a blueprint. You don't just suddenly chuck up some wood there and get some bricks <laughs> and throw it all up in the air and hope it forms yeah. into a building. Yeah. And you don't even try and do it yourself. You actually have to have a very systematic approach and very mathematical and very detailed approach. Yeah. And so when it comes to what God is building for mankind, he also has a blueprint and he has a pattern. And he always provides that for us before we can see anything, that we have to be able to um, have a blueprint so that we can build what we see in the That's blueprint. Right. Yeah. And so I guess when you look back over the Old Testament and over, you know, in, in the scriptures, you can look back at certain people that God used along the way to mm -hmm. build things that established things for humanity and for mankind. Right. So I guess the first person that I would think about would be Noah. Yeah, yeah. The Bible says he built according to the pattern. When you look at uh, what he actually did, he mm -hmm. built an ark. And I talked about Noah a few weeks back about he, how he built an ark of salvation for humanity and in Genesis actually in Genesis 6 it talks a little bit about what Noah did yeah. and God says to you make yourself an ark of gopher wood make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch and this is how you will make it mm. so what can we learn from that Brahm I guess we can learn that well Noah didn't originate the idea yeah it was a clear instruction from God was how it, to yeah Build the ark, so. Clear instruction from God. Yeah. Noah wasn't, he was only the builder. Yeah. He, he was only the one that was following the instructions. Yeah. And he was following the instructions according to the pattern that was given That's to right. him. That's right, yeah. So the architect actually was God. He was the architect right. of the design. Yeah. He was the architect of the blueprint. And Noah was not allowed to deviate 
from that plan. He had to build exactly as, mm. as God gave him the, the, yeah. the blueprint. And, of course, then God added the animals. God added the, the right. things that needed to be added into the ark. So Moses was, Moses, sorry, Noah was one person who built according to a pattern. Yeah. Then another person I think of is Moses. That's right. Moses. What did Moses build? Moses built the, the tabernacle. Yeah. Yeah. And that was according to instructions. Everything, yeah. In every detail is pretty much, yeah. So incredibly detailed, yeah. right down to the color of the curtains and how this will look and the That's measurements. Right. The measurement, of, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and instructions of where <clears throat> furniture in the, in the tabernacle was going to sit. And so you actually see in, in Exodus 25, 8 to 9, it says, and let them make me a sanctuary. So this was meant to be yes. a, a place for God's presence. Powerful, yeah. That I may dwell among them according to all that I show you, that is the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you shall make it. So, yeah. wow. It's really interesting because right from Genesis all the way to Exodus, even until now, but, you know, yeah. in Exodus. It's, it's like always mankind and the presence of God. Yeah. <laughs> like the two things. How yeah. God tried to bring that together, you know, like... Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mankind and to do that, his presence, he used yeah. a man, he used a person who was That's willing right. to be used. Yeah. But he gave that man the instructions of what mm -hmm. to do and yeah. what it was to look like. According he just, to the pattern. According yeah. to the pattern, he just needed someone <clears throat> to participate by faith and yeah. be obedient. Yeah. So we see once again that even with Moses, nothing actually originated with the mind of man. Mm. Not even with Moses. It didn't originate out of his own thinking. He didn't suddenly think, gee, I think I'll do this. No, God gave him very clear instructions. Everything originated with <clears throat> God himself. Once again, God was the great architect. Yeah. Uh, he was the so architect maybe. of the blueprint and he was the architect of the design, which I mm. suppose is one and the same thing anyway, yeah, isn't yeah. it? And, um, and then Moses and his helpers simply built according to the pattern and also the same as Noah, he didn't deviate from the pattern. He didn't deviate from what he was yeah. supposed to do. And the amazing thing was that once M Moses had established that tent, he, the, the glory of God actually came into mm. the tent, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Was that in the form of a cloud? I think it was, yeah, wasn't it? Cloud. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, so uh, the, the idea is, yeah, the, 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 in a tent of meeting or... The tent of meeting, yeah, yeah tabernacle. Tabernacle. And, uh, yeah, he will manifest his glory in there. I think the beautiful thing is, with all the, 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 uh, <laughs> the pattern and everything, is just because God wants to be with his people. Wow. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So even though we're talking about the details, that's the heart of God yeah. behind he it all. He wants to be with his people. Because there was the outer court. Yeah. There was the holy place, yeah. and then there was the holy of holies. That's right. And the holy of holies was where the ark of the covenant yeah. sat. Yeah. And the ark of the covenant was the representation. That's where the glory of God yeah. came. Yeah. That's where the high priest would come, and once a year, they called the Yom Kippur or the Day yeah. of Atonement, would offer the blood sacrifice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that powerful? Yeah. What a powerful picture. Yeah. Of things to come through Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, once again, you see God uses a man in, in, in Moses to build something for him, and he had to build according to a pattern. 
And then, of course, you come to someone like David, who took possession of the Ark of the Covenant yep. and decided to bring it back from the enemy's hands and bring yep. it back to Jerusalem. Yeah. But he made a mistake with the Ark. And... Uh, he and the Bible says, in fact, I think it's in one Corinthian, uh, one Chronicles, I should say, thirteen. I think Bram, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And Chronicles thirteen. And it starts from verse five, and basically it says that David assembled all of Israel, and he wanted to bring the Ark of God mm. back, and he wanted to put it back where it belonged. And it says in verse seven that they uh, they carried the Ark of God on a new cart from the house of Abinadab and Uzzah and Ahio were driving this cart. And then David and Israel, all of Israel were rejoicing before God with all their might, with song and with lyres and harps and tambourines and cymbals and trumpets. So they had all this form, Bram. Mm. They had all the appearance of, That's right, the of, appearance. of celebration. Seems like They've got the worship, they've got the music, they've got the dancing, everything seems right. Yeah, so they've got it all, all yeah. going according to what they think is pleasing to God. And then it says, When they came to the threshing floor of Chidon, Yuzah put out his hand to take hold of the ark because the oxen stumbled. Yeah. And then it says in verse 10 that the anger of the Lord was kindled against Yuzah. Yeah. And he struck him down because he yeah. put out his hand to the ark. And yeah. he died there before God. Yeah. I can imagine the shock of the people. It's like, hang on, we are, we are celebrating. Yeah. We're presenting our worship, our praises to you. Why is it death, you know? Yeah. Why is there like, death? Well, because they had the... Well, if you read further... Yeah. Because, you know, so that's what happened. Somebody got struck. And David, it says that David was afraid of God. And he, he said, so how am I going to bring the Ark of God into my city? So nothing happened. And then if you go to, uh, to uh, chapter 15, actually, yeah. then, then David tried again the second time, made another attempt. But when you read in chapter 15, verse 2, this is where David said, no one... But the Levites may carry the Ark of God. So I think he learned something. Yeah, wow. It's as if it's not enough, the, the appearance of praise and worship and yeah. celebration, but there's something that, it, that was missing. And he said, no one should carry the Ark of God except the Levites. Now, you've got to understand, right from the time of Moses, from the day the Ark was made, it has always been the Levites. That yeah. carried the ark. Yeah. Even when they crossed Jordan, Jordan River, uh, it was the Levites, the, the priests, that, that went first and then they, they carried the ark. Yeah. So I think David must have done his research. Oh, and can so, you imagine? Yeah. He saw this guy die yeah. because he's bringing the, he's, he touched the ark of the covenant yeah. and saw God's anger. And he was struck dead. Yeah. So he's like, whoa. I better yeah. learn and, and find right. out exactly how God wants it. I better learn what the pattern is. Yeah. So people around him have <laughs> yeah. said, Dave, did you realize that from the time of Exodus that this is the pattern that yeah, we, wow. we have? Yeah. It's the priest that carried the axe. So obviously David David learned his uh, Yeah, because his he, he goes on yeah. to say, like you said, then David said that no one but the Levites may carry the Ark of God for the Lord has chosen them That's to right. carry the Ark yeah. of the Lord and to minister to him 
forever. So now yeah. he's stating very clearly what the blueprint is. And yeah. so it's really clear that God, from, from, the, from the beginning of time, there's been this thread of redemption throughout the ages to yeah. now, and we'll get to now in a minute, um, of how God wants to meet with his people. Like you said yeah. before, it's always a pattern yeah. of God wanting to meet with his people, yeah. but it's a very clear and distinct manner in which That's he right. does that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah? yeah. And yeah. so clearly David learned the lesson. He learned the lesson because there was death involved. And, um, Sorry, but it's interesting, you yeah. know, you know, the 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 ark being being carried by the cart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, previously, before that, there there's a time where uh, the children of Israel uh, fought against against the Philistines. Yeah. And what happened was because of their sins, God allowed the ark of the covenant being being uh, taken. Yeah, that's right. Taken by you know by uh, by the Philistines into their their territory. Yeah. And then in that story, of course, the God manifests his glory, his glory, but he, if you read, he humiliated the gods of the Philistines and they were scared. While the ark was there. Yeah, yeah. So in other words, <laughs> they taken captive the ark, but the judgment of God against the Philistines yeah. was severe. Oof. So the Philistines sent the ark back. They're like... Yeah, we don't want... We don't want yeah, this. This, is, this, this, is this brings us. trouble to us. So what happened was... They sent the ark on the cart. Yeah, they sent the ark on a cart. Yeah, and they said, if this is truly the uh, there is a God or there's really this God thing really is real, don't take it to, to, to the land of Israel. Just put the ark on the cart, being carried by the yeah. by the by the oxen. Yeah, and we'll see if the ark goes back to Israel. That means yeah, this God must be real. Sure, sure enough. The ark went back straight to the land of Israel, you see, and and but the thing is, you notice, Uzzah, what he did was exactly what the, the the Philistines did to the ark. You know, when they when David carried the ark on the yeah. cart, yeah, that's what the Philistines did. Yeah, that's so right. In other words, they copied their he, pattern. Yeah, that's right. They got Ooh. the worship, they got the praise, but. The pattern is not the pattern of God, like in the time of Moses, but the pattern of the Philistines. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What does that say about now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're touching something. We're touching on something. <laughs> wow. So hang on. Just clarify. When you said, if this is really from God, it will go back to Israel. Are you saying it went on a cart? Unridden un, uh, by anybody. Just the cow, the Just cut cow and the ark on the Are on you the sure? Cow. Yeah, that's exactly what. what I what don't happened. argue with him. He knows his yeah, Bible yeah. stories so well. Because that's they, they want to test it. Okay, let's see how the, this God wow. of Israel thing is true or not. And sure enough, it actually went to the to the land of Israel. Now. And then David picked it up. But, and then years later or whatever, yeah. for a time... He came and collected you know, it, yeah. He, he, because it, was, it stayed at someone's house for, for a while. And That's then right. when once David... That and was still under, Yeah, that was still when Saul was the king. Yeah. So when David became a king, so it's like probably a few years later, he said, I want to bring okay. the ark into my back. city. Yeah, Jerusalem. wow. But, and then he copied the pattern. Well, whether he deliberately or not, but he just did it. But, he figured out, well... But, that is actually the pattern that the, the Philistines did, not the way the Moses That's did. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. 
And there was death and anger, the yeah. anger of the Lord. Yes. Yeah. And then finally, then David obviously sought God. Yeah. See, <clears throat> oh, I won't get ahead of myself because there's so much I want to say right now. <laughs> okay. All right. So he learned the lesson. He did the right thing. And then obviously after that, his own son Solomon built Solomon's temple. That's right. And it was the coming together and the and the Ark of the Covenant now was taken out of the tent. Yeah. Out of the tent of meeting or the tabernacle. Yeah. And it was ushered in and brought in very ceremoniously in the correct manner with the priests and the Levites yeah. and, and the trumpets. And, <clears throat> and you can read all about it in Second Chronicles 5. We won't read it now. And once again, the glory of God's cloud That's actually right. came into the temple. Woo! Yeah. So it's really of great significance. We can, we can understand when we, when we realize that God's glory will come only when everything is according to his pattern. Yeah. But that's he doesn't right. bless anything that's not according to his pattern. Not when it comes to his presence. That's right. Not when it comes to his people. Yeah. Not when it comes to his glory. Not when that's it comes right. to his house. And so I guess you could put it this way, that the pattern precedes the glory. Mm. And the glory comes and seals the pattern, yeah. which is pretty amazing. And so I guess when you look at these facts that we've just looked at, that God is concerned about the pattern. He is concerned about the pattern because yeah. it's his pattern. Yeah. And uh, he can only really fully put his seal on something and the seal of his glory onto something that is actually built according the, to his according pattern. To his, yeah. 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 Wow. So, all right, so let's fast forward to now. God is yeah. still building something. And, of course, what's he building now? His church. The church, yeah. <laughs> so we see that he, he had a pattern to save humanity through Noah. Noah just had to be the doer. He just had to obey and do. Yeah. He had a pattern to redeem Israel. Completely mm -hmm. different looking pattern to an ark. Uh, but he gave a completely different pattern to Moses. Moses merely needed to obey and to do. Then he had a pattern of how to host God's very presence, which was mm. the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. And because um, that was the most, that was placed into the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle of Moses and then into the Solomon's temple and it had to be carried. And mm. it's an incredible picture now of how we, as, as the kingdom of priests now in the That's New right. Testament, yeah. we are the ones that are to carry the presence of God. Yeah. But, you know, when you look at all the Old Testament structures, Brahm, they were only temporary right. till he could actually live in his redeemed people, which is his That's church. Right. Yeah. I think that the, this is where, the, the, like, the beautiful part of, of the Bible is just crazy. Yeah. You compare the Old Testament, the glory of God, as opposed to the, Old, the New Testament, the same glory. The difference is, in the Old Testament... God appeared in one place. Yeah. Called Zion. Right. Yeah. In the one temple. Yeah. So that's why everybody coming from everywhere, from from Europe, from Africa, you know, once a year to come mm. to the temple because that's where God is. But in the New Testament, God that temple is totally destroyed. God wants to live in the hearts of yeah. every man. You see? And uh, yeah, that's uh and I think even Jesus, in his ministry, he, he prophesied. He said, listen, this temple here, as, yeah. because the, the, the disciples in Luke chapter 21, the disciples were, wow, look, look at the, how, how, how amazing this temple is. Jesus said, 
The time will come where not one stone will rest on another, meaning a complete destruction of the, of the, the physical the temple. Physical temple. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And if I can, if I can uh, think, right? So Peter, that was speaking to the disciples where Peter was. Yeah. So Peter, after the day of Pentecost and years after, when the, you know, experiencing the reality of this new, new uh, reality of the new covenant. Yeah. Use that same language. But yeah, when wow. Jesus said, not one stone will rest on another, means complete destruction, where scattered stones yeah. will be there. So he used the language, he said, in First Peter chapter 2, from verse 4, he said, but you are now living stones. Mm. You know, as you come to him, the, the living stone, you are being built, living stones, as a new yeah. temple. As if to say, it's amazing. the old temple, as majestic as it was, now being ruined with scattered stones, has been replaced with a new temple where the, all the living stones are coming together. Yeah. What used to be just bricks, now it becomes yeah. living stones. That's amazing. All of us. I mean, it's interesting because, and in that he used the language, as a matter of fact, in I think verse 9, he quoted word for word from Exodus chapter 19, where he said, you are now a holy priesthood, a kingdom of priests, holy nation. nation, as if to say, a royal priesthood. Yeah. This new temple is now the new yeah. Israel. And that happened yeah. on the day of Pentecost. Yep. That's when the church was birthed. Yep. And like Brian just said, the glory of God, the cloud yeah. of God's glory came according to the pattern to seal the That's pattern. Right. Yeah. Wow, yeah. The pattern preceded the glory and then the glory came and sealed the pattern, didn't it? Yeah. And came into his people because the church was birthed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Peter got up on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit of God came, he got up and preached the word of God. That's right. That is the pattern. Yeah. The Spirit and the Word working together created a, a kingdom of priests where the kingdom of God is now within us, mm. where we become the sanctuary of God, where we become the place of the Ark of the Covenant. Yep. The presence of God now dwells That's within right. us. And so now the glory of God fills His temple, which is His corporate house, but also us. And That's like it. I just said, we are now the living stone. So once yeah. again, there's a pattern that God follows That's for right. His glory to come and to fill um, and so really the New Testament church is to, today is God's ark of salvation. That's it. It's God's tabernacle or tent of meeting, oh, God's temple like wow. Solomon temple, you know, and Christ yeah. now is the divine architect. That's right. Of the blueprint of the church. That's right. Woo, wow. Yeah. So guys, when we look at the way the early church was birthed, you know, we can put away all the things of the Old Testament and go, they were merely a forerunner or a foreshadow mm -hmm. of things to come. They gave entrance to the next thing, which then gave entrance right. to the next thing. And once again, God developed a new pattern, which is his church through the body and yes. the blood of his son, Jesus. And the pattern was set in motion. And next week, I want to talk about what the church is built on. Yes. But how he is the foundation. Oh, makes me want to 
cry, you know, just just thinking about all the scriptures that start to go through my mind yeah. about him being the cornerstone and the capstone yes, and the headstone yes. and what that really means. He was the stone that the builders yeah. rejected, but he is the building, he is the, the cornerstone of the household of God now. And that is the pattern yeah. that, that God's glory comes and seals. And so when we look at that now, we realize that the church in the book of Acts was actually built according to a pattern. Yes. A very clear pattern the word of god the spirit, the spirit of god, of god yeah. and the word of god multiplied in so people, yeah. in conclusion because I, I don't want to go too much longer brum yeah but i think in conclusion because i want to pick this up against again next week okay yeah. and i'm going to drag you along again you're going to come <laughs> be part of it again because he knows his bible way better than me no, no, um <laughs> but i mean i read the same bible but he remembers i don't know how he does it he remembers <laughs> You know, someone will say some scripture, go, oh, yeah, and that's that's when that guy did this, and then that king did that, and then he punched that, and then he did a hole in that, and then he cut that. I'm like, how do you remember that? And he goes, oh, I read. I'm like, yeah, great, great. I read and I don't remember. Okay, anyway, back to being serious. All right, so we realize that the building of a New Testament church must be according to God's pattern. It awesome. must be according to the blueprint. That's right. It must be according to his design. Yeah. And he is building his church to his yeah. divine design. Awesome. And you know what? The early church didn't deviate from the pattern. Remember? Well done, Dave. Yeah. Noah didn't deviate. Yeah. Moses didn't deviate. David did deviate. Yeah. And the anger of the Lord was put against that whole pattern that, that David came up with. That yeah. He, mimicked from the, from the Philistines. Yeah. But when he did go according to the pattern and he didn't yeah. deviate, the cloud of God's glory yes. came. Yes, great. So the early church didn't deviate and God added to the church. Wow. Awesome. So the church, the church, will be built according to a divine pattern. Yes. Not a form. Not a form. That's you know, right. David had all the form, the dancing, the singing, the instruments. It looked great. Yeah, but it, looked the very, part, it looked the part, but there was something at the very core yeah. of how he was meant to carry the most precious thing, which is yes. the presence of God. Yes. We can have all the form in our church buildings, in our church structures and everything, but if the very core, the living stones aren't carrying the very presence yes. of God yes. and, and know how to carry that in a That's very right. pure way, in a very... If we don't know how to carry that well, all of our external form that we that we create means absolutely nothing. That's interesting, baby. You just mentioned that. Just, but you, you already know, knew this. You know, you know, my head just would go, okay, so the pattern is just like the Ark of the Covenant was carried by the priests. Yes. Okay? It's not the structure like the carts no. that carry the presence of God, that carry... No. So the burden of the presence of God is the, in the shoulders of the priest. Yes. So when you said the pattern, we are the priests now. We are the kingdom of so priests, the royal priesthood. It's not our whatever our structure, our style of music, it's our whatever. It's not our style of music, our form, our it's buildings. Ask the priest that carry the presence yeah. of God. And, wow. And when we do that, when we build according to the divine pattern, guys, the end result will be that the glory of God will fill. Yes. The church. Yeah. And it will be a divine seal yeah. on a finished work. Yeah, yeah. Wow. When the Ark of the Covenant was brought into Solomon's temple, 
There was a, the glory of God filled the place and it was a divine seal on a finished work. <sighs> let, mm. let me end with this thought, okay? I, I feel so excited talking about all this stuff because I can see it. God is shaking everything. I mean, it doesn't take a prophet to say any of that, mm. right? But even with the church, God is shaking the church. I can see it. I can see it politically. I can see it in, in nations where people are, are mixing church and state and right. they're trying to nationalise and institutionalise a belief system. They're making the same mistake as the, the early disciples who said to Jesus in the first chapter of the book of Acts, right. what are you going to do? Are you going to restore uh, the kingdom back to the of nation Israel, of right. the kingdom of Israel? And sort of are you going to become the leader for the nation of Israel? It's like... No, 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 this is a completely different kingdom that he is building. That's right. And we have to build according to the pattern, which is us as living stones. That's so right. as God shakes everything, I, I believe we're going to come out of this era yeah. in the next couple of years. Church is going to have to look very different because I believe God is shaking us to the very core. And we're going to get to a point where we are going to know what it is to know only the power of the name of Jesus, mm -hmm. to know the power that is in the, the shed blood of Jesus that we, that we, you know, that we sing about, mm -hmm. and just the power that is in the very presence of God yes, and the presence and the power that is in the Word of God. And that is what God is bringing us all back to. He's bringing us back to basics. And I say, come on, let's get with the program. Let's not deviate from the pattern. Let's build according to the pattern. Let's become a Melbourne life. Let's be people who build according to that simple pattern. Yeah. Mm. So next week we want to we want to continue on this and talk about the keys of the kingdom that um, that is talked about in the Bible. What did that really look like in the early church? What mm. did that mean? And um, let's, let's ask God to help us go back to being a church that is built according to the pattern that God has, the, the blueprint for the church that God has. Let's go back to the, to the beginning and, and be everything that God has called us to be. Amen. I want us awesome. to play. Um, I, I'd really love to hand it back now. And, and let's play that song again, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus. Because I'm yes. telling you now, there is nothing more powerful than the blood, shed blood of Jesus because of the finished work of the cross. There is nothing more powerful than the name yes, of Jesus. Lord. There is nothing more powerful than the, the spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. The Bible calls him also the spirit of Jesus. That's right. And uh, there is nothing more powerful. And if we have him, we have him on the inside of us. We have everything we need to be able to build according to the pattern that God has laid out before us. Yes. Amen. 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 All right. Let's go for it. Let's just sing this song and... Uh...